And we are up. Oh shit, my beer's not open. Oh, well, there you go. Nobody's ever, first. We've never heard that. <laughs> we, we have a... Uh, we have a closer for the podcast, and we have an opener for the podcast. So, uh, welcome to the Average Minute. I am, uh, of course, Average Motherfucking Johnson, joined as always by. Uh, you don't have to set, hold it next to the speaker. Please Bob. don't. Please don't go, David. <laughs> we got we got Bob Moondog Mooney. Uh, we got Eric Gertis uh, becoming a regular on the podcast. Well, the church episodes, at the very least. And uh, we got David Cooper joining us. The Coop. Uh, the Coop. Who apparently drinks his beers out of a cup. coffee mug. Oh, which it's warmer on the hands. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm a koozie guy myself. But I'm a koozie guy you, too, you you. but I like, I like the aluminum yeah. double. Hmm. Right. I think I drink coffee out of that in the morning. <laughs> so, Coop. Yo. Uh, for those of you in podcast land... That don't know you've been with us for what 2018 so this is your fifth season with the MGA? I would think that's pretty close yeah how how exactly did you find the uh, MGA let's get your origin story I think it was uh, uh, Steve Weaver and D-Rod I think is the ones that uh, met you guys and then they turned me on to it hmm. Not an uncommon story. No, those guys. Those guys brought quite a few uh, guys. Strong the, recruiting on that guy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, how's it going so far? Well, I the, started uh, out really well. Actually, I was kind of like moving up in the standings and everything, and then it kind of went downhill from there. <laughs> Again, not an uncommon story. Uh, does that have anything to do with uh, Whip? Once said when uh, he did the randomizer, you and I were paired together. I and was, he goes. You want me to change that? Because I think you guys might die. And, uh, yeah, that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it had something to do with uh, Bob and I playing together, and we didn't finish a lot of courses that year. I just remember being on 15 at a Sun City Country Club with you, and I hit this house, and you went, "Did you hit the house?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Did I hit the house? <laughs> Which house? <laughs> I see a lot of houses. That's possible." Uh, again, probably not an uncommon story. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you have not signed up yet this season, but That's you're going right. to. Yeah, I am. I'm Epic gonna, fail. I'm going to sign up this week. I got told that I'm supposed to. Yep. <laughs> and that's because uh, your better half wants to go to Vegas this year. Yeah. So you're in. And she kind of tells me what to do. Uh, again. Not an uncommon so, story. So the wags will have another G. I mean, it's not uh, a bad. It's not a bad thing when your better half tells you you need to go. You yeah. need to join MGA before we can go to Vegas. No, uh, I, I feel like more wags could uh, like, be uh, like that. It's like twist my arm really hard. Yeah, right. <laughs> Aww, damn it! <laughs> I gotta sign up for a golf league so we can go to Vegas. I do have a lot of <sighs> vacations planned. I might have to miss a few. That's, but that's okay. That is okay. Uh, you only need, you've been, you're a veteran, so you only need to uh, play three this season to be eligible for Worlds. So, uh, And Coop is also a veteran of uh, Born Harry, so he knows Born Harry is a good time. So Hell yeah. <laughs> it don't matter. You can play either one. So you're coming off of back surgery. I am. Yep. L4, L5 uh, spinal fusion. Fusion. Yep. And, uh, so what's that, what's that process? Like... So they actually, uh, they, they go in there and they clean out between two discs. They clean out all the 
crud disc, I guess. And uh, they put this spacer in there and they fill it full of uh, silicone. <laughs> oh, actually, expandable foam. Bone yeah. fragments and <laughs> bone material, and then it actually grows the two discs together and uh, it becomes one. Hmm. So, because. <clears throat> As somebody who has lower back issues, mine's a <laughs> L5-S1. Uh, not that I'm considering any type of surgical options at this point, but um, I always wonder, you hear about the fusion stuff, and then, like, I mean, I don't know. You see guys like Tiger. Yeah, I had the and, same one that he had. And it's, you know, the guy can still play golf and stuff. It's just never the same. You no. just... I mean, are you limited? In yeah, your... I'm almost as good as Tiger now. <laughs> <laughs> After my surgery. But I'm assuming Tiger came back to you? Or... <laughs> uh, so far, I mean, it's still, I think I did the best thing, but we're going to find out. It's starting to feel really good, and I'm in good. a golf ball again. So what, what's the rehab process like? I mean, what? how long? It's a six-month. Six-month rehab. Six-month rehab. I started playing golf again at th just over three months, but very uh, lightly. Um, like hitting five irons, 190 yards, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's starting to come together, though. So, looking forward that's to this season. Long, that's how far I hit a five iron and my back's not peace. <laughs> that's farther than I hit mine. <laughs> no, I was going to say, what? Uh, uh, you got to make contact. So Oh, so I'm, oh. so I'm <laughs> signing up for fusion uh, surgery uh, uh, immediately. That's part of my lesson program. I need to get a couple of uh, vertebrae joined together. Um, right on. Well, yeah. it's good to have you on the on the podcast. Good to see you at church. It's been a number of years, I feel like, <laughs> since you've like been it. here. So yeah. feels good to be swinging again. Nice. Don't tell my better half. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't say it that way. <laughs> uh, where are you on the upside down pineapple? <laughs> um, what do we got for MGA updates? Since we're in the uh, MGA mode, uh, the only true update that's going on is uh, Whip is uh, in the process of booking Sterling Grove. He sent out an email to all the uh, registered members that he had emails for. Uh, about a $125 uh, green fee for Sterling Grove. Uh -huh. Now, Sterling Grove is one of the higher-end courses on the West Valley. Right. It's, it's on the kinda, verge of I mean, going private anyway, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, to me, that's a lot. Am I crazy or is that a lot of money? No, it's, it's, it, it's, it's aggressive. A, it's an aggressive for amount sure. of money. But when you compare it to, like, uh, Peoria Pines charging 70 bucks, Right. A uh, Traditions charging 70 bucks. You know. Right. I, if I'd we got play, if we got Trace Rios trying to charge yeah. us ninety three dollars, yeah. I'm more than had, okay we with had Bel Air with a smooth you know ten grand for the Indeed. entire shotgun. It's going to be in May. We're talking about Sterling Grove. Yeah, yeah. going to be in May because it was uh, they it gave was us the, two options. They the said, weekend of the fifth and sixth. We can get you in in April for one hundred fifty five, or we can get you in in May for one twenty five. So I think I think we're definitely going to go with the uh, the May option. So what is that the the MGA? got to be a major that we yeah, play there. Yeah, we're pretty sure it's going to be a uh, major. Uh, May would end up being basically the MGA or the Bastards. I think they changed the schedule where it's MGA now, right? Yeah, because yeah. the Bastards is in April. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, it's a great track. It's worth every penny if you're going to pay 125 when you compare it to other courses. Sure. Uh, I know, what, four years ago, if you wanted me to pay 125 bucks for a course that didn't say Pebble Beach on it, I'm out. Right, uh, but it just kind of—that's where we're at now. We're playing uh, this weekend. We're playing Palm Valley of all places for a hundred nine dollars American. Right, and Palm Valley, 
to me was always a seventy dollar course that was too much at, at seventy bucks at best. Yeah, then that was like like I was saying uh, a little while ago. That was probably the most I ever paid, and that was during like spring training. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have family coming to town and. And uh, you're like, oh, okay, let's go play a modest course. That was always like the modest course, you know. You go, you go play like a marquee course in Scottsdale or something, and then you go play Palm Valley because it's decent. They always keep it in in decent shape. But I feel like ever since Phil took over, they uh, they started jacking the rates yeah. way I, up. I think they're trying to compete more with how where the wigwam is as far as being a resort destination type right. course. And I mean the wigwam's ridiculously priced this yeah. time of year, also. Yeah, it was so, like two two twenty five yeah. for and the you're wigwam. Like, wigwam. What? <laughs> Do I get a, a free pack of smokes with that, or what? Uh, basically, Arizona golf right now. I mean, everybody's uh, everybody's trying to get out yeah, here. Between uh, Barrett Jackson being here, and then we got the uh, Super Bowl and the waste management. Yep. There's too many people here, and we all everybody wants to golf. So us locals. Uh, let's just road trip to Flagstaff or something. I, I feel like we uh, we should probably <laughs> get a hold of our congressman or yeah. something. And, and uh, uh, I see. do Mar- I do Maricopa and Casa Grande for that. Like Mission Royale is pretty yeah, decent course. The Usually about President forty five fifty bucks. Oh, nice! Out in Maricopa? Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, Mission Royale is in Casa Grande. Maricopa's okay. got the Duke. Okay, that's usually around sixty sixty five bucks. Never we, did we introduce uh, Mr. Gerdes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Making sure everybody he, knows. He's a he's a man of few words. The voice. You know. Uh, when, well, when he comes in, we want you to know it. You know. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's basically it for the um, for the MGA updates. I think we're up to sixty members. Uh, soon to be more than that. That's for this season. I mean, it, shit. It's not even January's not even over. Yeah, we're about to start packing them on. Our first. Our, do we have Do we have a date for the BCA or BAC? Yeah, Sorry. BAC is uh, February <laughs> February twenty sixth for the BAC, and that's at Peoria Pines. That's our first preseason event. Yeah. So, uh, typically the preseason events, we we get guys that are thinking about joining. They want to come out and play as a guest, and then they uh, decide immediately how do I sign up? You know that kind of thing. So, and that event's perfect because it really gives you a, a true evaluation and understanding of what we're all about when it comes to <laughs> who's going to win this tournament. Uh, last year was a great example of this is how important winning is. We never even did results because we were all too drunk. <laughs> Hypothetically, uh, yeah. Uh, if you so. if you can hang uh, at the BAC, yeah. uh, you can hang because it's more of a did you die kind of tournament. So, I, so I didn't have anything to drink, officer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, update, though, update for this year's BAC, uh, we've eliminated the three drink minimum to qualify, right? So now it's just as many drinks as you drink. Uh, you we don't... did make it to where shots do count, where we were trying to right. make it to where shots didn't count, but everybody did shots anyway, and nobody could count. But I like how <laughs> I like how he added in in the rules there that you can't save all your drinks till the end. Like yeah. you can't. You can't have a cooler of beer on 18 and go, all right, let's shotgun a bunch of beers on 18. Uh, basically, what we want you to do, if, let's say you're going to drink 10 beers on a course, and I'm just talking about myself. Um, you uh, do, which, which five holes are you, you talking you about? Wanna do, you want to do five on the front and five on the back. You don't want to do 15 on the last three. Right. Because uh, we're not going to remember who won anyway, and you're dead. Right. <laughs> we got to find you a ride home. <laughs> yeah. So, no, definitely space it out, but um, we're doing two scorecards. Uh, typically, we do two scorecards to keep track of, uh, you know, score. But we're doing one scorecard for uh, your 
for your scores for the foursome, and then we're doing one scorecard for the drinks. So you keep everybody honest. Hey, you had a beer, you had a beer, you had a shot, you, had, you know, keep tally. So you got to note which hole they drank it on so you know they spread them out? Um, that helps. I mean, uh, yeah, just well, record what ideally, hole you're on when you... I mean, we're in a uh, group that can't keep score regularly, <laughs> so we're, we're hoping that... Uh, if we gave you a scorecard with 18 holes on it, you could just do one little, two little Indian thing. Um, yep. What, we're hoping, hoping. No, it's not. It's a hope. If if you just write, <laughs> I had a drink here. Yeah, yeah. I had a drink here. I had a drink here, and then we add them all up and we deduct that number from your from the other scorecard that you've turned in, which is what you actually shot. And hopefully, math won't be that hard. And, and hopefully, uh, that's correct. Yeah. Which yeah. you know. Well. Uh, and again, not an uncommon story. <laughs> Who had the, the most drinks last year? Who got the most? Oh, drinks? we don't know. We don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't we honestly, Ken and I finished skins with uh, uh, Greg Houston's help. Oh my gosh! And I think Greg Houston was way more help than Ken and I were because I don't remember. Well, I think he's skins. the only one that can read that spreadsheet. He's yeah. got like he breaks out the skin spreadsheet and it's like microfish. Yeah, it, like, <laughs> it's like. Fine print and oh, uh, I'm man. surprised he didn't break out an overhead or something so he could project <laughs> that and write it in. It's wild. Uh, that's a, I don't know where he gets that. Uh, it's I, like, I will say after double and triple and quadruple checking, those skins were right. Uh, uh, when it came to Whip doing these scores for, yeah, that was Whip was well, bad off. Yeah, he. I mean, he was you know, uh, he uh, was trying to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm reasonably certain I DQ'd and uh, I didn't shoot that well. Uh, the fact that he was pulled over uh, about 50 yards away from the parking lot, pissing outside of his truck. Not, not even hiding it, pissing outside of his truck. Uh, yeah, he, he, uh, he was trying to win. So uh, what I've learned is... Uh, We're all winners, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, don't try to win the preseason tournaments. Just, you know, uh, go out there and see if you can hang. Because uh, if you can hang, you'll have a great time this season. So... Um, Are they still considering doing like a three club challenge too? You know, uh, I feel like Whip really had a problem with uh, doing a tournament in January for one reason or another because he fought us every step of the way. On okay. it. every time we brought it up, he was like, "Well, uh, you know, I think he likes his time off." I think a lot um, of it has a lot of lot to do with uh, finding a venue that's true, reasonable, and affordable. He did, you know. We already know Trace Rios is willing to, you know, if you want to do 100 bucks a person at Trace Rios. Oh, which, Jesus. Yeah. Well, 93, let's be fair. Uh, uh, that's <laughs> that's definitely the core saying, uh, we don't want you yeah, here. That's, uh, thank you, but uh, no. Uh, and so that that really, I think that turned Whip off a lot as far as uh, wanting to do two uh, off-season events. Right. Uh and I'm, I'm glad he found Peoria Pines for us to uh, get kicked off of and never be invited <laughs> back to. <laughs> so, well, and here's the, so we updated we updated the rules on that to where because it's a par 63. So yeah. instead of DQing when you break 80, we're bumping it down to 70. If you can manage to break 70 at Peoria Pines, then you're DQ. And and drinks do count towards your DQ. Oh, for sure. Your it's, hand, it's your, your net score. Your handicap applies and your drinks count. So if you're Stafford. We got on the last episode. We learned he's got nine penalty strokes. Yeah. So now drink I'm, nine beers, shoot a smooth eighty-one. You're in. Uh, right. Yeah. Or seventy-one. Sorry. Yeah. And if anybody can shoot seventy on the button uh, on a par sixty-three, it would be yeah. Stafford, yeah. Uh, who also doesn't drink, by the way, uh, yeah. typically on the course. Yeah. 
So uh, yeah, Stafford and I uh, and everything fine it does not count. Uh, no, uh, however many <laughs> however many puffs of your uh, you know yeah. it's hard to gauge. You know a can of beer says the ABV right on it. You know it's hard to I, I don't know what we can't test you. I don't know what he's puffing on. I mean it could be uh, you know it's probably his tobacco. Could be candy cigarette. Uh, yeah. We don't know. <laughs> what those count? Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. You got so, a couple cartons of those babies. So that's uh that's about it for the uh MGA updates. We are uh <laughs> off to a uh quite a start to this podcast. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna go ahead and move my cooler so I can sit down. Um so as far as golf instruction goes, um, we have had the week off because our instructor has had the week off. Yeah, the downfall of everybody having the same instructor is when he takes a week off, we all take a week off. So, so you get no information there. Uh, I would like to think, since uh, we have a Mr. Uh, Backfusion here, who <laughs> we didn't ask what he's doing to make his game better, we should probably go there. Uh, we had a couple words upstairs. Um, you were well, talking yeah. about uh, that's not podcast. No, no, no. It, I'm getting to it. I, I was. It was the pre-interview. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I cut you off again? Uh, listen, I'm going somewhere with this. Uh, segment producer uh, didn't get the notes on the pre-interview. Uh, so we're upstairs, and you're hitting balls, and you're talking about um, your other buddy that who's also taking lessons. That we don't even know who that is or yeah. where he's getting lessons, but talking about you're focusing on keeping the club face shut. Yes. Yes, on the backswing, keep the keep the toe shut all the way through the all the way through the ball. Which is harder than it sounds to do. Yes. When, Substantially, yes. But I was hitting it straight, which was kind of weird. Um, I believe you when you say it. Um, I, I don't know that I witnessed a whole lot of that. <laughs> but you know, um, I saw a few of them were going straight right. Uh, not so much straight left, but. Um, no, it's a journey, man. Hey, that's fake it till you make it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, I was, I for one, was really looking forward to, to getting out here tonight. And um, if you've been listening to the podcast, then you'll know kind of what I've been struggling with and um, kind of what I settled on as far as my uh, game improvement in the immediate, in the here and now. Um, my big struggle is obviously keeping the club face closed, my swing path, my tempo, all, all of these factors, right? Trying to put it all together because you, you learn all these different segments when you're in instruction. They go, okay, here, we're going to work on your grip. We're going to work on your takeaway. We're going to hear, hear this swing path. You want to be at this position at this hour on the clock, you know, whatever it is. Trying to put all that together into a swing is like way harder than... Uh, now, do you find it dramatically different between your irons and your woods and your driver? Absolutely. Yeah, um, my irons, I can generally always hit straight, but my fucking driver. So, so when I started, audio media. Uh, <laughs> uh, he was gesturing errantly <laughs> with the spray. They were gesturing yeah, spray. They were going everywhere. So, uh, what I found when I started when I started this lesson thing, um, basically the only. The only club in my bag that I actually felt good about before I started lessons was my driver. Like that was the only club that I could confidently get up, get up on the tee box, and and 
have a reasonable idea that I was going to hit it, you know, where I was planning on, right? And the more that I focused on my swing path with my irons and contact and all of these things, uh, the less confident I am with my driver. So like right now we went out, um, you didn't play with us last week. You were, you played AZ desert. Yeah. I, I played uh, anyway. It's, that's not important. Um, it's more and more common for me right now to leave the driver in the bag because I'm having a hard time, um, translating what I'm learning in my lessons and what I'm, what I'm working on with my irons and translating that to my driver. Um, so I feel a hell of a lot more confident with a three wood in my hand for some reason. Um, so a lot of times I'll just leave the driver in the bag and I'll hit three wood, which I, I don't know why. I mean, it's, it's entirely mental, right? Like it's, it's, um, it's, it's not because it's that much different of a club or I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, why I can. Well, that four or five inches in the shaft doesn't make a big difference. Um, uh, I've never heard been, that kind of. Listen, that's the same thing she told me. Uh, my, my, wife, my wife's boyfriend would tend to agree. With, uh, but anyway, no, I, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, it's a good point. Maybe you just need to choke up on your driver a little bit. Well. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> You know, uh, maybe I'll, I'll give that a shot. But I'm not sure exactly what we're talking about right now. <laughs> I had um, what I would classify as a uh, a really decent range session tonight, where my main focus, you know, aside from uh, club face impact, swing path, and impact at the ball, I'm just trying to so to kind of sum. So I. I'm still plagued with all these instructional videos and, you know, the, the reels that come up on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. I seen one today that was, um, Seve, or no, not Sevi, it was, uh, Lee Trevino, right? And it's an old video, but he's, he's, um, he's explaining to whoever, whoever's videoing him. It's one of those like old timey instructional things. And, and he's going, look, and I'm, I'm going to put it into my own words. Um, uh, look, I don't give a shit about aim, right? You're trying to get better. You're trying to learn. Give a shit about where the ball's going. Focus on hitting the ball. Let her fly, baby. Hit the ball. Get to where you can hit the ball the same consistently. And then you know where the ball's going to go. Now you work on aiming, right? Like, if I stand over the ball, I know I can hit the ball and it's going to do this. All right, now what? Now where do I aim according to what kind of shot I'm going to hit? Because right now we're focusing on, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying it kind of hit home for me because I'm trying to focus on impact, swing path, impact, all of these things, and I'm getting really frustrated that I'm pulling the ball or I'm, you know, whatever, but I have no consistency. So for me to get up there and go, okay, I want to aim here, I want to set up, I want to do this, and, you know, it really hit home for me. So when I got to the range tonight, it was more of a, I give a shit where the ball goes. I want to focus on my swing path. And guess what? The ball, I'm not saying it was going dead straight, but it was at least consistent. Like my ball was going the same direction almost every time. Now, obviously I have plenty of mishits, but I'm gaining momentum on my consistency. I'm, I'm definitely more consistent with my impact. I'm making cleaner contact. 
I'm not swinging like John Daly. I'm focused heavily on tempo, trying to channel my inner uh, Fred Couples where I'm, you know, 9 o'clock to 3 o'clock, you know, that kind of thing. And the yardage is basically there. You know, if I make good contact with my three-quarter swing, like, the yardage is there. So, I, I mean, it, I, it just it felt really good. Now, that being said, every time I have a good range session, I go out on the course and play like <laughs> shit. So, we'll see how that goes Saturday. But True yeah. story. Yeah, so we're playing this week in Palm Valley, and uh, we're playing against, uh, or we have Stafford and uh, CJ coming out, and they're going to want to bet. And based on what you just said, do not take whatever bet he has because I don't want to team up. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. No, that's fair. Like, I don't want to give my money yeah, away. Like, uh, th- that... I, mean, I, I, I liked everything you said, but man, yeah, you're you are set up for a derail. <laughs> uh, you're, you're feeling confident. You're feeling good. Yeah. Uh, shit. That's that's uh, how. Yeah. I didn't say I was feeling confident about about going out on the course and going low. I felt I said I'm I'm gaining momentum on my consistency. I'm I'm making consistently better contact. I'm feeling more confident about being able to stand over the ball and execute the swing that's in my head. You know, whereas before you have to have so many thoughts about okay, do this, do this, do this. It feels robotic. It's in it's no way natural. And uh, I'm just I'm. I'm just feeling it's getting more and more like muscle memory. Like, now, have you gone on to the like Golf Tech app and checked out you know previous lessons and whatnot? Because I, I, I did that this last uh, you know we don't have a lesson this week because he's gone. So I you know rehashed the last couple lessons and I'm sitting there going, I still got that same hitch that I don't like. Yeah, I gotta. How do I not do that? And I know what it is and I gotta fix it, but. I, I'm, I mean, I'll probably go to work and watch it again tomorrow. Now, you watched me, you, you only watched me hit one shot tonight when yeah. you got to the range. And what would your feedback be? Uh, I'm going to go, and uh, this is how I explain my improvement is I think I'm 80% there, but you're talking a lesson for every percentage to improve it. I also think you're probably 80% there with every lesson's going to be 1% to improve it. Uh, you used to look a lot like me, I guess, would be the best way to put it. You had a, you know, I'd, I'd say Jim Furyk, but he shot a 59 before, so we, we can't <laughs> He say shot that. a 58. <laughs> yeah, we, we, can't, we can't say that. He's, whatever he's doing, it's right. Um, but we had a lot of, you know, cast this, pull this inside, hit a dead pull, slice back, you know, type. Just It was really... Uh, and. I was going to bring this up. Uh, I was thinking of the podcast needs to go to like a visual type of thing, a video type thing to where we actually have that. And uh, I figured either uh, Gerdes or Stafford or, uh, you know, Cooper, you know, some sort of man could just build us like a Merv Griffin studio inside the uh, RV thing so we can show (laughs) videos. uh, where are we at on the uh, golf simulator? In so the, uh... the really first time I truly, and this is going to be me throwing myself under the bus, and I'm sh- I hope everybody already watched this so I don't have to rehash this shit. Uh, but I did an infomercial for Teton. Yeah. And, uh, uh, late night TV yeah, star. This late guy. night TV. Or early yeah, early morning. I'm kind of a big deal. 
Uh, <laughs> if you've ever woken up at 2 a.m. and turned on the and golf that channel. that was truly the first time I've ever really saw that, like, my takeaway was good. My approach and attack is bad. Like, bad's not the word for it. There's what's worse than bad. Uh, just uh, horrendous. A, atrocious. Yeah. Yeah, opprobrious. Yeah, yeah, Miserable. Uh, uh, there's a reason why my shoulder hurts is because I just... Reprehensible. I, I yeah, reprehensible. I'm, we're going to go with reprehensible. <laughs> uh, so I'm the poster boy for uh, Teton. And uh, I was really thinking that, you know, we could go some sort of video medium to where uh, we could take this to where you have a segment of uh, talking shit about uh, videos such as that. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, uh, again, we're going to need somebody to make us a Merv Griffith uh, studio because... Now, speaking of video, uh, I posted something on social media earlier today that was a throwback from, like, five years uh, ago. Your ass hanging out, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not that I'm trying to draw attention to my asshole, uh, uh, but... That's it, it, all we ever thought. It was one of those... That he's an asshole? It was one yeah, of those <laughs> that I thought it was funny. You know, I don't even know, I don't even remember the circumstances of why I was chipping over a bunker with my shorts down. I barely remember the video, and I couldn't tell you. But what I'm getting at is... I posted that and I was re-watching it for the the humor value, right? And I'm sitting there and I'm watching it. And in those days, in those days, 2018, 2019, I was playing my best golf, right? Did you get up and down on that one? I did. Pants down? I did. If you watch that video. Oh, you mean golf or? Yeah, oh, golf. His pants uh, was well, I, 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 I was able to get my shorts back up. Uh, no, it was actually a really good shot, all things considered. But what I'm getting at is I watched that video and I just looked at my grip. And this is five years ago. I'm playing my best golf, which is not to say good, right? I'm shooting low to mid 80s, right? Like that was kind of my wheelhouse. And I'm looking at my grip and I'm holding a wedge and I'm just taking casual practice swings. I got my shorts around my ankles, right? Like it's it's a humorous video. But I'm sitting there going, I'm holding the grip like I'm supposed to. Like at some point I lost it. Like I started, I started, I don't, and I, I always get it reversed, the strong or weak, you know, basically I started rolling my- You, you fell for all those YouTube videos that go, oh, you want to know how to fix your swing? Move your thumb three inches to the left and take your pinky and stick it right. up your nose and you know. But I'm looking at this video and I'm going, holy smokes. Like I'm actually gripping the club the way you're supposed to. Like, when did I lose that? Now I try, I have to make effort. Every time I stand over the ball, I have to make effort to, you know, have the V's pointing at your right shoulder, you know, that kind of thing. And and you watch that video and I just naturally get up there and I'm, I'm holding the club properly. And it's like, what the hell? How, why was it natural then? I had never had any lessons at that point. And it, that's just how I golfed. And then all of a sudden it just went away and I don't know and just over the years of constantly doing it wrong and doing it wrong and getting worse, trying to fix it yourself, not knowing what the hell you're doing, it I've, I've painted myself into this corner that is <laughs> it's so hard to get out of. a lot of the issue with mediocre golfers is we'll always play with somebody who might be slightly better or might think they know more, and they just start doing... You know, oh, they on. Hey, have you thought about doing this? Have you done that? And whether you do it or it resonates at all, in the back of your mind, you're doing the, you know, maybe I should try, you know, sticking my right. uh, index finger straight down the shaft. Well, of cut, you know? I, that, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of that. Just watching people who play better than me, or I should say they, uh, they have better scores than me. 
I'm not going to say they, <laughs> but it's true. You you play with guys uh, regularly that are better than you. Uh, they may not have all the, they don't have all the fundamentals. They don't, you know, but for whatever reason, they figured their game out to where they play better than you do. Yeah, and I you have. look at what they do, and you go, "Oh, I wonder if I could. I wonder if that would work for me." And then it just devolves into this. The problem with that is some people are better at making shit that ain't quite right work. It, right. Well, that's it, that's the whole it, point, yeah. you know. It, you and, just described my entire golf game. And <laughs> and so it, it turns your swing turns into this like amalgamation of of uh, you know thirty just different fucking disgusting bullshit. shit. <laughs> it's like uh, it's so yeah. hard to get out of. That's like I right like now. to watch PGA golf right. and try to replicate what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, and if you and this is how I know you don't make it look easy. This is how I know you don't listen to the podcast because uh, I've been talking about this and and oh, anymore. Podcast? <laughs> Was there a podcast? <laughs> This is, this is a microphone. Two. This is episode two. Uh, yeah, you're actually. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a microphone. You're actually on a podcast oh, right now, uh, an internationally broadcast podcast. Yeah. We're we're in Iran. Right. We're in Spain. We're in Germany. Um, but anymore these days, I, not that I don't, I definitely watch PGA Tour and stuff. But I'm not, dude. Those guys are so fine tuned and athletic and and like. I really enjoy watching the senior tour right now. Not because, not because, oh, I, you know, I love those guys. You know, obviously, childhood here, you know, Fred Couples and these guys, yeah. right? But you look at how they swing the club. They're they're in their sixties, a lot of them, you know, fifties and sixties, and and uh, I mean, they're just. It's like every swing is a practice swing. They're just smooth, and that's what I'm trying to channel right now. Is just why do I'm not trying to hit the ball 350 yards off the tee? I'm not trying. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to rope a three wood. You know, 320. Yeah, like watching that's, a PGA Tour off the tee box is probably not a good idea. But watching them from 150 yards with a nine iron is a good idea. Yeah. Well, uh, certainly. Yeah. You know what uh, I mean? Sure. They just swing so easy and make it go so far. It's crazy. Yeah. It's called hitting it off the. Uh, What's, there's a word sweet spot or something like that. I don't know what that is. Yeah, Timing. Yeah. Something is that, I don't. Is, I don't feel like my clubs have those. Do you have to pay extra for a sweet spot? Like is that? Yeah, I think. Doing I, that one yeah. shot in twenty that goes straight real far. My yeah, hundred fifty dollars right. set of clubs. So my clubs do have those. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was like a dealer add-on that I opted out of, like the undercoating or the. I'm out. I'm out on the window tent. <laughs> Uh, no, I can make my I can make my own sweet spot. I don't need you to play. Uh, so yeah, um, that's where I'm at with uh, with my game improvement. Eric, you working on anything in your game? Um, I'm working on consistency because I've I've kind of got figured out what I what I have to do and I can do it one in five times. Uh-huh. So it's doing it the other four times. Now, do you know? <laughs> Do you know what it is you do when you hit that shot? Do you know why you hit that shot? Like you can identify, I did everything right that swing because this, this, and this. Or is it just one of those, yeah, wow, dep- I hit a really good shot. I'd like to do that again. Yeah. Depending on what my miss is, I can identify what it was. Like if I pushed it to the right, I've usually stood up, swing, and I pushed it. Or uh-huh. if I chunked it, I have bent my back shoulder instead of turning. Okay. <laughs> so I've gotten to where I can... Kind of, in, kind of, um, or figure out what it is I did wrong, but then 
not doing it three shots later, that's where the problem comes in. Right, right. Yeah, being able to being able to take that with you on the course is uh, definitely a challenge because, especially out here, every lie every lie is a perfect lie at the range, right? Like, there's no three inch rough. There's no dirt and rocks and you know cactus that we're playing. <laughs> you know what I mean? But so. I, what I need to do when I played my best golf is when I was spending a lot of time at the chipping range. There's just something about doing that that translates to everything else you kind of get used to where the club is and how it's interfacing with the ground and what you know what the motion's doing and all that sure and i haven't done that for a while so i need to get back to the chipping green and put in the time there because then the iron's all improved sure bob you got anything for your instructional segment uh instructional wise uh i haven't really hit a ball at all uh we uh, as per podcast Sunday, I played Falcon Dunes, and I haven't even swung a club. I did uh, create a new game in my office, which is, you know, riveting, uh, where me and one of the guys who, you know, we won't dime him out because he's not supposed to be there, uh, uh, we're chipping foam balls into a, a wastebasket. Uh, and, man, the, I'll, I will tell you the new salespeople do not like getting a ball shot over their head. <laughs> these guys need to loosen up, really. Uh, I didn't hit any balls this evening because my shoulder still does hurt. I did have treatment on it, which uh, I have a chiropractor slash holistic healer. I don't know what the hell he is. But anyway, uh, have you ever had traction on your neck? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I sure have. I'm going to tell you, that shit works. Uh, I really wanted to, I thought about hitting balls. I just, I heard it last time we were here. And so I just don't want to mess with these mats without having to give. Uh, looking forward to golfing on uh, Saturday and actually feeling it. Um, I will say my, I, I do a lot of mental focus as far as, you know, how how am I going to swing properly and try to figure it out. When Before I got videotaped at uh, Golf Tech, I really thought that I had this whole, yeah, I'm, I'm swinging like, you know, Greg Norman or, you know, I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, and then when I saw my swing and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm Jen Furyk right after he got shot by the assassin. <laughs> this is bad. Um, so it's kind of like catching a view of yourself in the mirror when you get in the shower kind of thing, seeing you in the uh, video trying to swing the golf club. Uh, no, I've lost a lot of weight recently, <laughs> so I look forward to those moments. But, you know, back when I weighed about 35 pounds more, uh, yeah, I, yeah, it was a problem. Uh, so I basically have been uh, really just looking forward to playing this weekend my uh swing i it's sad because there's there's a certain person in a certain league not the mga that we all think is a douche and i totally picture myself when i try to swing properly uh-huh. the exact way he swings <laughs> i'm like <laughs> god i can't stand i mean he is a really low handicapper so it's probably a good thing to picture but that is truly what i picture when uh, I mean, it, it ain't Scott Stafford because Scott has a big hip sway. I don't know how the hell he hits the ball as well as he does based on our lesson right, and right. whatnot. Uh, my hand gesturing is working out great for the uh, <laughs> audio medium. Uh, and so it just to, to think about that and try to emulate somebody who I don't admire is kind of <laughs> is kind of being a problem. Yeah. Uh, old, well, you can respect the swing, though. Oh yeah. You know, but separate I, the swing from the uh, uh, to me the the 
I think a few more treatments on my shoulder, I'll be good. It's a soft tissue damage situation on the uh, AC joint. Uh, that traction thing blew my mind. That was 15 minutes of why the fuck am I sitting here to why is my whole body numb? Uh, and then, you know, the next day I felt great. This is two days later and yeah, it hurts. Just, I ain't lying. Yeah. Well, where are we at with the peyote? Uh, I am trying to avoid any and all painkiller type stuff just to let my body heal because it kind of gives you a false sense of security, huh. but I'll be peyote the hell out of myself on Saturday. Yeah. Hell yeah. Coop, when's the next time we're going to see you on the course? Uh, I you, think I'll try to make the next tournament. You, you go in BAC? The Open, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I think I'll be there. You're going to come to church between now and then? I'll give it a try, yeah. <laughs> I'll have whip pair. Things pair are feeling good, even in the cold. And then uh, you can have Holly or Jessica. We'll, we'll figure out Holly or Jessica picking us up. Oh, Jessica ain't going to do that. Uh, Holly, pick us up. <laughs> she will. She always, yeah, definitely. She's always game for that. Uh, right on. Well, it looks like you're uh, packed up and ready to leave. I'm going to go ahead and take a commercial. Well, I probably am not going to put a commercial in. I'm going to take a... Yeah, he's uh, got to go potty. A short, yeah, short <laughs> break because I've already tapped the keg. So uh, we will be right back. Uh, maybe not after these words, but we'll be right back. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, but we lost Coop. And Coop's dead. Uh, turns out he's, he, he's got a curfew. Yeah. Uh, so there's And that. rightfully so. We, we know that guy. He's He's got a problem. Um, yeah. So, uh, Bob, uh, where are we at with the live tour coming to Tucson in March? Uh, and, uh, you, you actually know the course, but it's like, uh, March 11th. And the only reason why I remember that is, uh, when you pointed it out to me of, Hey, you want to go down there? I'm like, you know, Roger Klein is playing, uh, in Phoenix he's, he's, at the Van Buren the same day. He's playing the Van Buren. <laughs> however, however, uh, a couple of the wags, expressed interest in doing a weekend in Tucson uh, for one reason or another. I'm pretty sure they're just anti-Roger Klein at this point <laughs> and it's not it's not a live tour, it's more of a I'm out on Roger Klein and whatever we can do to screw Bob over, we're in. Well, I think their reasoning had uh, less to do with the live tour. I don't think they <laughs> just even knew the <laughs> that the live tour was coming to Arizona. No, but... I'm pretty sure it's a personal attack. That's, that's how I'm taking it. Um, I, I don't know. Are you at all conflicted about uh, live tour versus PGA. Like, I honestly, where are we at on the uh, whole uh, live tour? To thing? me, as a uh, you know, uh, you know, salesperson who uh, believes in uh, you know capitalism, if you want to get paid five times more than what you're worth to do something, and somebody's willing to pay you that, freaking do it. The whole Saudi situation is complete asinine bullshit when you consider China has the same level of atrocities uh-huh. yet they make all our fucking golf clubs. Right. So, what the hell? It, I mean, what, what, pick your battle. And and I guess where I'm at, I, I don't even really so much give a shit that it's the Saudis, right? Like, it's not... Yeah. I'm not trying to die on a hill. Like, that's not, now, that's now, not where I'm at. Now, the, the live format to me is confusing and annoying and I don't know if I like it. The fact that it's team golf uh, the, but it's also individual slash, yeah. and it's uh, only 54 it, holes it, and it's, it's a shotgun. It's much like both my men's leagues have these uh, uh, match play tournament thing that they do that's outside of the individual play. During stroke play but tournaments. They do, 
you do it within a stroke play. And I'm going, that's not the, the fun of match play is truly like we've, we've rehashed this before where yeah. we did the battle of the bridge and I was put up against the three because, you know, you know, Vegas doesn't cheat. And, um, <laughs> the, the, the fun of, even though I was beyond outmatched, but I still fucked with him a little bit. And right. I mean, I made it through 15. What I mean, that's it's, a win. It, uh, match uh, play is a great and equalizer. That's, that's where, to me, in like my men's leagues, that's where the match play is gold. It's just so much fun to just kind of... And I, I've talked to several people that actually participate, and they're all, well, that's what I don't like about match play. That's why I like to do it within the stroke play thing. And it's like... So well, it's different well, approaches and that's, to... That's but not really match play. But, it, but yeah. it's, not, it's, it's not what you're playing match play for. Right. I mean, giving a guy a three-footer and then not giving him a six-incher the right. next hole, he's going, why the fuck are you going to give that to me? What the? And then the next time he's up there, he's 18 inches away and does the... Is he going to give this to me or not? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, right. that's that's the fun. I mean, I, yeah. I love that shenanigans, basically. Uh, and so, to me, like the team play and live with a stroke play component individual, it's, it's, it's more than you need. I like the 36 hole, or no, it's 54, 54 hole. Uh, that's I, the I, live. Uh, I like part that part of it. Yeah, that's uh, Roman numeral for those <laughs> turn, who turns out. <laughs> yeah. uh, I I like the not seventy two holes. How's that? Uh, just because now it, why? Uh, you don't need the extra day unless you are doing it for TV. So the purists, the purists will say it's always been seventy two, and and I don't know, and I I could be to- totally talking out of my ass on this deal, but how long how long has the PGA Tour been playing seventy two hole tournaments? Oh. I think uh, since it started. Yeah, as far as I know, fans. So, all of the stats, all of the, you know, and that's where, and, and I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm making the argument for the sake of making the argument, right? That all of the guys on the PGA Tour, you know, they're saying, well, it's not the same. You can't compare yourself because you're not playing. It's like, it's, it's like the, it would be, uh, from what I understand, they're basically comparing it to arena football saying, oh, we can take on the NFL. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's no, it's arena football. It's totally different than. I think live is based on the fact that they probably historically looked. I have no idea. This is just complete off the top of my head. They historically looked at a 54 hole situation to where almost everybody can hold it together. The greatest golfers are going to hold it together for three rounds uh-huh. for sure. You know, they'll either fuck up on the first round or, you know, whatever. And uh, they're doing the. How many people had a 54-hole lead and then shit the bed on Sunday? Uh-huh. Because that happens. Now, all you need is eyes on the fucking TV. They don't, it's about money. It's not about golf. But they're doing the 54-hole thing because you, I mean, out of a four-day, 18-hole, 72-fucking-hole tournament, how many days do you actually watch? Uh, it depends on the tournament. But, I mean, that's what it's about. So, the Texas Open, you're watching Sunday. If. Because it matters. Because if, 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 yeah, if, it, if it matters, you're going to watch Sunday if your favorite golfer's there. So, if you're going to go live, and you know it's only it's one day less, you're basically getting, you know, uh, I'll use the analogy of the NBA. You only need to watch the fourth quarter of a game because they ain't playing until then, typically. Uh, the Especially wa- since the last two minutes can last half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> the, 
the Warriors figured out that if you play the third quarter, you can win a lot of games. Right. Uh, you know, for those of you who are NBA coaches, write that down. Uh, y'all are welcome. Yeah. Uh, and so they're basically trying to condense with 54 holes. I mean, I I think I would be fine if Liv got rid of the team component and did a 36-hole, you know, 18-18 Saturday-Sunday, and or all or freaking nothing. It, choose a lane right yeah. like what if they what if they went full team like because that's another yeah. or uh, i that, mean that's an aspect that we love we love it about the rider rider cup or president's cup not so much even the match play stuff as much as it it's team golf you're getting behind your team yeah right? I, i'd agree with a pick one or the other for sure yeah it, it, like the, if they the, went the two is too if much. they went screw the individual you know this you're on a team i don't give a shit what you shot i give a shit what your team did Right, but I, I think I just became the president of the live. Uh, sorry, Greg Norman. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's out. We're going to go thirty-six holes, full team. Uh huh. And winner takes all. I, I mean, huh? And you know, we got Saudi money, so what do we care? <laughs> Uh, why am I watching it? Because <laughs> it's on TV. Because it's on TV. <laughs> uh, it's going to be on the CW, which uh, Wait, yeah. You wow, know, I, I got to figure out where that channel is. I, I feel like it's uh, uh, Hulu. What number is that? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know that that's a thing. I think you got to go on Freebie to, yeah. to get Freebie that. to get to get CW. It's on, it's on Freebie. <laughs> it's yeah. it's right there. It's in between uh, Supermarket Sweep and uh, Match Game. Oh, it's going to interrupt my Supermarket Sweep. That's <laughs> that's me and Baby Girl's thing. Although although I did see a statistic um, today that the CW is the 26th most watched network on television. Uh, Supergirl, I think, is on that. And the Golf Channel is the 86th most watched. Now, now, Golf Channel... Uh, PGA is also on, like, NBC. Well, that's what, I, that's what I'm getting so at. So, so it, was, it was basically somebody from that was pro-live tour going, yeah. suck it, we're on a better network. Yeah. <laughs> but me, meanwhile, no. it's like... No. All the important golf that you're going to watch is on either NBC or CBS, and they show the highlights. They show, like, the early parts of the round on Golf Channel. They'll show, you know, NCAA on Golf Channel. They'll show LPGA, you know, Senior Tour. But, like, main, the meat of the PGA tournaments are, are going to be on NBC or CBS. And uh, those of you who live in Phoenix, if you want to know what CW is, it's uh, channel 61 when you use a digital antenna. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like I feel like it used to be the WB back in the day, yeah, wasn't well, it? With it with the fro- with the like entirely racist frog. <laughs> I was like, oh, come to the WB, yeah, <laughs> with like the blackface frog. <laughs> Frog yeah, back black. in the 90s, they had that um, Unhappily Ever After, that cheap ripoff on Married with Children. Uh, yeah, see, I don't even yeah, know from yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> like, turns out, yeah. But yeah, so Live Tour, uh, what you're going to need to do is you're going to go to 36 holes, go full team play, and, uh, you know, all or nothing. All right, that's, so that's back to back to the original question. Where are we at with the road trip to Tucson to, to take in a live tour oh, event? Well, I'm pretty sure that uh, if we're going to go, we've got to get uh, Mrs. Average and uh, her companion uh, some sort of spa treatment, thinking Tupac, which is uh, 
what they mentioned uh, when we talked about Tucson. The the Tin Cup course. Yes, yeah, Tin Cup course. So if we're going to do that, then uh, what day? They end on Saturday. No, they end on. They play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, so that means on Saturday we play Tubac, and Sunday so, we go to the tournament. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm in. I'm good. I'm yeah. good for that. And uh, either one. And that means uh, Sterling Grove's 125 bucks. Just to bookend it. Uh, what's that have to do with Tubac? <laughs> Nothing. Oh. All right. Um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I definitely, I want to go out there and see kind of what, what it's about. Uh, I feel like it's going to be smaller crowds. I mean, we're talking about, you got, what, uh, if we go to the open, we're at the 16th hole, you got 20,000 people in the stands yeah, on, just on, the on one hole, yeah. right? That, you're probably going to have 20,000 at the entire at tournament. At the entire tournament. Um, and they play a shotgun format, so it's not like it's going to be probably a little harder to follow um, if you're trying to get you know like a featured group. Yeah, you're probably going like uh, to if you're going to go to a live tournament, you're <clears throat> going to have to figure out what hole you're going to stake out, and it's, right. it's it's much like people who go to the 16th hole. I I personally like seeing more than one hole all day but that's well, not what that's what not what the 16 holes about anyway well they got that sweet pavilion at the 16th where you can look at 15 yeah and then watch them tee off on 17 like yeah. you're out there on the veranda kind of and you're taking in you know kind of more than one hole at the same time which is cool and you got all the eh, anyway uh they import the the bartenders <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah uh we've we've covered that <laughs> uh so there's that yeah but no, I, I think I'm in. I think I'll, I'll... Now, will they let me bring in a pocket full of teas that I can throw at Patrick Reed if I happen to <laughs> see him? Uh, how many people are going to be throwing teas at Patrick Reed? Oh, yeah, is he, what... yeah, he's getting rained on. <laughs> I hope he wears eyeglasses. Now, did you watch that video? Did you see that video? Like, uh, I saw post after post after post of, of oh my gosh... Patrick Reed threw a tee at Rory McIlroy, and oh, the world's ending, and oh, he's, you know, all this stuff. And then you see the video, like two days later, you see the video, and it's like he goes up to shake his hand, talks to the caddy, goes to shake his hand. Rory crosses his arms, totally gives him, nope, I'm out on this guy. And Reed's like, okay, and reaches into his pocket and like just kind of flings it as he's as he's walking away like kind of turns around and just kind of throws it more at his feet like it's not like he winged it at him like you know he's gonna <laughs> lose an eye or something chest, yeah though. it's like i don't understand what what people are making such a big deal it wasn't it wasn't aggressive it was like uh all right here and it's and i can't even believe that i'm gonna say this but i kind of believe patrick reed in his store and on his side of things when he goes no, my team on the live tour is the aces, and my tees are aces tees, and I was just throwing a tee to him like, here you go, man. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, it wasn't, I feel like they're trying to manufacture, like, remember, was it last year? No, a couple years ago, when they when they first did the uh, player impact program or whatever, where, where they said, okay, we'll give... Uh, so many millions of dollars to the PGA Tour player that has the highest impact on, you know, social, like gets the biggest draw. You know, we're going to give you a bunch of money if you're, if you basically have an impact socially. And then there was all of a sudden that that whole beef between Bryson and Brooks, right? Like where 
where Brooks is giving the interview and Bryson goes by in his metal cleats and he's yeah. <laughs> and and Brooks is rolling his eye and then it's then it's just the total frat boy like um, and I feel like that's what's going on like like we're getting sucked into this whole fake rivalry between the live players and the and the PGA players and stuff and I don't know I. I really don't want to get sucked into to drama like that because it's like a reality show now. And it's like just go out there and play golf. Right? Oh yeah, like I don't know. That's that's where I'm at with it. Well, I I completely disagree with the PGA shitting on all the live tour people. I think they should, uh, you know, who cares? Play whatever. Uh, it'd be you know, the NFL has a monopoly, uh, but there's not a better option. Right. So <clears throat> well, that's kind of the American way in professional sports. Major League Baseball, NBA, yeah. NFL, uh, and so I, I, I mean the the Live Tour having paying, it's the USFL all over again. Right. But I, the the one that was good, not the one that's current. not the XFL. Yeah. <laughs> well, the USFL didn't it just restart up too? Or uh, they, I don't know. I feel like they've tried to they've yeah. tried to revive the XFL uh, like multiple times. But I, I'm talking the one that Herschel Walker went to, uh, USFL. It's the same sort of thing as we just threw money at it to you know fix it. And uh, the NFL did change the stuff that they, the USFL had a problem with, so to speak, or the players did, to where they changed their entire... Finally, we have bad noise on Avondale. Uh, yeah, it, it's the it average took, minute. It took a while. Uh, but, like, the USFL, they came along. This is... By the way, uh, for those of you... Uh, you know, this is 30 years ago. Uh, the USL came on and they started paying a shit ton of money for you know steve young and Uh herschel walker generals ruled my favorite team um and it's basically what the live tour is doing and the only real true criticism that there is is the saudis are backing it and yeah it's like no they're trying to do something different to make a better product for all of us eventually we all know this it's fucking how commerce works live is going to get absorbed into pga yep it will it's i mean yeah however many years from now whatever right it's but it's facebook it's, buying instagram yeah yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> you know, i'm just going all right it's, it's happening it's who you are now uh you got dustin johnson live you got i mean mickelson's he's aged out for the most part but i mean they told stole the cameron smith cameron smith yeah. the guy british open guy to my right Wrong yeah. Cameron. Cam, yeah, Cam Smith. Or, uh, yeah, Cameron, yeah, Cameron Smith. Smith. Yep. I just know there's two Camerons, and I always fuck that up, so I was just checking. Yeah, Cameron Young yeah. is the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cameron, Cameron Young is the one I always mess yeah, up. Yeah, Cameron but, Smith. I mean, so they got those guys. They paid them enough money to where they can just sit tight. I mean, they don't have to play around. They don't. I mean, Cameron Smith got 100 mil, and he don't have to. There, there's no, you have to play, you have to do uh, this. I don't know. I, I mean, I feel I'm like sure there's. Contracts are, I'm sure there's, there, please play. There was, um, there was. Actually, some some reports that came out that that um, like DJ, for example, he was the big marquee guy yeah. that they got initially, and they paid him shit tons of money for him yeah. to go over there. And then he started winning. He won a couple events or something. And I feel like they were saying that the winnings, like it was a guarantee. Like, hey, we're gonna for this many, you commit to us for this many years, we're gonna give you a hundred million dollars, whatever the number is. Now that that. $8 million purse that you just won, that's part of that money. Comes off your guarantee, right. basically. Like, so, 
you got to chip away at your guarantee. We're not giving you $100 million to come over here, and then we're going to give you $8 million for this tournament, $7 million for this tournament. Like, you're earning your guarantee that we're giving you, but we're guaranteeing you that money. If you don't win all those tournaments, you play all the tournaments, so we're still total, getting... It's a total car dealership bullshit. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to give you a guarantee, but if uh, we have to pay you without you earning commission, you're out. <laughs> right. Right. So, I don't know. Um, but back to, uh, we don't need to get into all of the, I feel like that's, uh, there's other podcasts that talk about that kind of stuff. I'm only concerned about what I want to talk about and whether or not I want to go to Tucson, uh, to watch a live tour event while the girls get rubbed down by, uh, Enrique and, uh, yeah. you know, Pablo. Whatever, yeah, whatever his name is. Enrique Iglesias. Wait, that's, that's a guy. Uh, definitely. Oh, uh, I was, they're not getting, well, maybe they are. I don't know. Kelly always gets a. She always has John Redcorn come yeah. over to the house. <laughs> she gets Why these, is that guy always she, here? <laughs> she gets these bad headaches. <laughs> it, it's fine. <laughs> you know, my grandmother was Jamaican. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. Well, it is, uh, it is a cold-ass night at church. Uh, wind chill minus 14,000. Uh, for those of you in Yellowknife, uh, we're bitching about 48 degrees with a wind chill that probably makes it 46 degrees. Yeah. But the beer is 36 degrees, so. Uh, mine's probably 30, just you know, just saying. Yeah, mine's mine's in ice. I don't think my ice has melted a little at all. <laughs> so. Yeah, we're in an environment where the ice isn't melting. That's how cold it is. I'm wearing, I'm wearing a pullover underneath my hoodie uh it's that cold out here for arizona uh we're, we're frail here in the uh, southwest <laughs> desert area so uh but any of you yellow and i folks want to come out here and uh play in july i'll play with each one of you and i will bring uh the uh hydration ivs with me because you'll die yeah they will they will die um, oh, and the, copious, the cheap, though. Co- copious <laughs> amounts of sunscreen, by the way. And you won't pay 125 for Sterling Grove. Uh, no, no. It'll probably only be 85 <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, American. Uh, we're playing in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got the, got the 2 p.m. Yeah, we're going full twilight. Uh, 2 p.m. tea time. I did boulders at 2 p.m. last year for 40 bucks. Uh, wow. Did you play all 18? Yep. Hmm. Then I passed out for a while. And yeah. We'll clap back up and go home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's bring this thing home. It has been... Uh, oh, by the way, uh, side note, the whole uh, y'all are welcome. Uh, oh. Yeah, uh, I need to give... Uh, this guy. I, I got called out on that. Uh, so I'm not... Well, I guess I am naming names because I need to give credit where credit's Name due. names. So the whole backstory... Let's, <laughs> get, let's give the whole uh, sleazy story here. So last year's Battle of the Bridge, uh, I did not win my match. Uh, but I did not lose my match. I came in tied. Uh, I guess that's a new term for have when you have your match. You you're tied. Yeah. Uh, you I, I don't like the way they do that, by the way. You're not all square anymore. You're tied. All which, squares better. Uh, I know. I'm, I'm it, going all square. All square. So so I tied I tied my match. I have my match. Uh, CJ, uh, who the fuck is LJ? Who the fuck is LJ? Uh, also tied his match. So uh, we, we were both, I don't know, 10... 25 beers deep at this point and uh and he's going he's telling whip uh hey so i have my match uh average have his match uh that's a full point between the two of us so y'all are welcome 
So he actually coined the term. Y'all are welcome. I figured out how to spell it. There's actually two apostrophes in one word. Uh, y'all can use that. Uh, so I actually thought that was a mesquite thing, and I didn't remember it. No, so. no. It, it started at the Battle of the Bridge <laughs> right there. So uh, That's good. I, I, I have a good memory then. Uh, if CJ ever comes on the podcast, we can have him uh, tell his side of things. But uh, uh, credit where credit's due. Y'all are welcome. So... Uh, Without further ado, um, that's going to wrap things up. Thank you for that. And uh, Eric, good to have you on the podcast as always. Thank you. Uh, Coop, wherever you are, thanks for coming on. Bob, as always. um, We'll see you next week at church. Uh, We got a weekend situation. This weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Because we're playing golf Saturday. Oh, yeah. We may do. so, So we're paired with Stafford. Who Stafford was on the last podcast, and, and we're LJ. and we're paired with CJ. Yeah, so uh, we'll see if if we can get CJ uh, on the podcast. Maybe do a little uh, parking lot situation. Maybe I'll bring I'll bring the whole setup. Yeah. As you can oh, see, yeah. it's uh, it's extensive. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll see what we can get figured out. But until then, all you out there in uh, podcast land, we will see you in the rough. <laughs>